Hello, hello, it's your go-to life coach here, Dakota Hunt. I'm jumping into your ear with some thoughts, ideas, and wisdom to help you grow through life and become the conscious creator that you are always meant to be. Remember that you are the difference in your life. I'm simply here to guide you down the path of self-discovery so that you can create the life of your dreams by following that intuitive voice within that only speaks truth. There has been a theme in the work that I've done lately, and that theme is emotions. Maybe you've noticed it in recent podcast episodes. Well, there's a reason for this. And the reason is that I am fascinated by this topic. Fascinated. In fact, while I am very careful to not put myself into a very narrow category, being the multi-passionate person I am, I would not be surprised if the world of emotions dominates my personal entrepreneurial journey from here on out. So today... In episode 52, I wanted to share with you the journey that I have been on the last couple of years to uncover my emotional self, for I believe that this is just the beginning, the introduction, if you will, to a beautiful unfolding that has not even been written. I'm going to share how I ended up here today, having created an emotional coaching model that has already served so many people beyond myself, an emotional coaching model that I am currently pitching to school districts to bring forward to their teachers, an emotional coaching model that I believe is going to change lives, a simple, straightforward process that will help anyone feel better. But I apologize for that little teaser because I'm not quite ready to share that emotional coaching model with the world yet. While it has been under construction for many months now, there are still a few things that I'm working on smoothing out before putting it out into the world. If you do want to be part of laying the groundwork for this model, please reach out to me privately. I am, in fact, looking for investors financially and simply relationally in order to get it up and going. You can email me at gotodakota at gmail.com for more information on what that would look like. Today, like I mentioned, I'm going to be going back through time and telling you the story of my personal journey. And, you know, I think I'm going to change my name. I'm going to change my name to something else to tell the story from a different perspective so that I don't feel like I'm talking about myself the whole time. Um, okay, let's talk about, what about a near? Anir. I've liked that name recently. Today, I'm going to be sharing the story of Anir and how she came to develop an emotional model that changes lives from the inside out. Anir, of course, is me, Dakota. Okay, I'm talking about myself. (laughs) But for the sake of the story, let's just call her Anir. This is a story about a girl named Anir, and it starts with the sun. (laughs) No, it does not start with the sun. That was just many replays of Millie's and, let's be honest, my favorite movie, Tangled. Okay, well, I am on one with the intro today. Sorry. Seriously, let's get started. I'm going to take this back to when Anir was very, very young. Perhaps two or three. In fact, so young that she doesn't even remember this instance, right? She was simply told the story so many times throughout her youth that it became like a memory in her mind. Anir did not express her emotions. Everyone in the family knew the story. Anir, racing down the snow-covered hill in a sled, expressionless. They knew she was having fun because she kept wanting to do it again and again. However, there was no laughter, no smile, no expression. It was stoicism at its finest. And that pretty much summed up her childhood emotional experience. Well, at least her perception, right, of her childhood experience. 
Anir was, in fact, quite an emotional gal. However, she had absolutely no awareness or understanding about emotions, much less any tools to deal with them. The only thing that she knew about emotions was that somehow, simultaneously, she was an unemotional, stoic-like person who didn't even show anything on her face while sledding, right? But while also somehow simultaneously being an incredibly emotional person. I mean, at least once a month, her emotions seemed to rule the roost, if you catch my drift. But even then, the word emotions was never really part of her vocabulary. She didn't talk about them, didn't think about them, just lived life as the emotional, unemotional person that she was. When the topic of feelings did come up, well, let's be honest, she doesn't actually remember the topic of feelings ever coming up. She remembers having feelings, of course, looking back. I mean, that's how memories are created, right? With intense emotions. So as she glances back through her life, she can see the emotion of each experience clearly. However, at the time, there was this deeply seated belief that to show emotion was not okay in one way or another. So she learned how to be really, really good at stuffing them except for the occasional outburst that came obviously more frequently around those that she was closest with, Anir pretty much kept it all bottled up inside, like the good little girl she was. Fast forward, several key memories, events, and life happenings later, and Anir is 24 years old, married to the hunky man of her dreams, and had just had her very first baby girl. Times were uncertain, A husband's job that once seemed like the most secure thing on the planet now seemed to be standing on shaky ground. She had a business that was doing pretty well as a supplemental support for the family, but was in no means in a position to take on the full support of the family. So in the face of an uncertain future, she followed the intuitive pull in her heart to hire her first life coach, a person who came to her as if by magic, someone who she believed would be able to help her take her business from meh to magic. Well, while this coach did, in fact, help on the business front, Anir had no idea how far she was about to embark on a personal journey of growth and development. This decision to hire a coach, a $3,500 decision, was the pivotal moment that resulted in the rest of this story, the story of who and what Anir has become. This decision to hire a life coach that she felt intuitively drawn to is the moment the floodgates of the universe opened up and she began to learn and see for the first time in her life who she really was. Of course, she doesn't believe that the universe was never open to her, but this moment, it felt as if the water was rushing in full force. Anir is a child of the moon, a daughter of the earth, a forgotten fairy residing in the realm of mortals. Anir is, in fact, a creature of emotion. The very Anir, who is popularly known for her ability to go sledding down a snowy hill over and over again expressionless, would turn out to be one of the most emotional creatures ever known to man. Okay, sorry, that got a little dramatic, but it actually may be true. (laughs) Like I said in the beginning, this is the introduction. Most of the story has yet to be written, but if the trajectory continues as it is in this present moment, Anir just very well might become one of the most emotional creatures known to man, or at least a person that people come to for emotional guidance. Your go-to emotions gal, some might say. But I'm getting ahead of myself. How did this come to be? How did Anir, the once stoic teenager who intimidated adults with her serious and knowing air about her, become one who dove deep into the realm of emotions? 
Well, it is often said that one's core wounds become their greatest strengths. You see, Anir was taught, in one way or another, specifics aren't clear, nor do they matter, that emotions hurt people. She was taught that the worst thing one can do is to feel emotion. She learned this lie because she was a child with an imperfect perspective on life. Yes, culturally, environmentally, socially, and familially, there were experiences and narratives that boosted this belief, of course. However, ultimately, it makes sense that Anir developed this core woundedness of being afraid of her emotions because of how she was energetically designed, combined with the environment she was born in, too. And she is so grateful for it. Because as her awareness has increased around this topic, it has quickly become her greatest strength. While working with her first life coach, Anir developed a worksheet titled, How to Feel and Deal with Your Intense Emotions. At the time, it just seemed like, I don't know, a good little helpful thing. <laughs> her coach was helping her work through her emotions, and so she designed this worksheet because it w was fun for her, it helped her, and she was able to help others do the same. But even then, she didn't get it. She wasn't actually feeling her emotions. She was pretending to. She was catching glimpses of the realm of emotions, but there were some serious walls built around her heart, prohibiting her from really seeing what was going on. These early experiences with her coach were just the beginning of taking a small chisel and hammer and tap, tap, tapping away at the brick wall that was laid to protect her heart. As small as those chisel marks may have been, they were the most important because they began paving the way to ultimate transformation. A year or so later, Anir was working with a different life coach who helped her uncover the deeply seated lie that was prohibiting her from feeling and dealing with her emotions. The lie was that to feel emotions would hurt people. This coach led her to creating a mantra that Anir still uses to this day to help her keep her heart as open as possible to the realm of emotion. The mantra is simple. It is safe to feel and show my emotions. This did not feel true to her at first, and still to this day, this statement can seem untrue, or at least a stretch, because there was so much evidence in her mind of times and experiences where hurtful things were happening alongside intense emotions. But slowly, as she repeated this truth every day and looked for evidence of its truthfulness, the wall around Anir's heart began to break down a little bit more, and she realized that emotions, in and of themselves, do not, in fact, hurt people. Book after coach after book after coach <laughs> kept coming back to this world of emotions. Evidence upon evidence was presented to this young, developing mind that her emotional experience was important. Science-based evidences, spiritual-based evidence, and purely coincidental and synchronistical experiences fell into her lap to confirm to her that this path of emotions was an important one. In the beginning, it was all personal. Work to be done to help her create the business of her dreams, right? To accomplish those goals, to slay the dragon, whatever you have, right? But as she walked further and further into the abyss deeper and deeper into the realm of emotion. It became clearer and clearer that there was more to the story than meets the eye. A mission, a purpose, a calling. So she began bringing her experiences forward as she became a life coach. She began allowing herself to trust her intuitive hits that weren't always based on logic, but always seemed to have profound effects on her clients. Paths that did not lead to money. <laughs> paths that did not lead where she thought they were going to lead. But paths that were perfectly imperfect. 
She did not understand how it was possible that she could know the things that she knew emotionally, but she did. And she decided to keep trusting this unfamiliar part of herself. Then, at some point along the path, she cannot remember exactly where, and near came across astrological-based evidence of this calling that she had stumbled upon in life. Simply put, Anir was born in July, a cancer baby, and what are cancers known for? Our emotions. But for Anir, it actually goes quite a bit deeper than simply being a cancer and a child of the moon. Anir also became very interested in this astrological-based system that claimed to know a person's spiritual and energetic design, a system called human design. As she dove into the research of her particular human design, she became fascinated to learn that the realm of emotions was, in fact, spiritually and scientifically backed to have great potential for wisdom within her human design. If you are familiar with human design, what I mean by this is that Anir has eight out of nine of the centers defined. If you are unfamiliar with human design, this will not make sense to you, so bear with me for a second human design is a fairly intricate and complicated system that i am just not able at this moment to adequately explain in the short time that we have today essentially anir has an extraordinary amount of definition in her chart which just means that she has a lot of consistent energy because she generates most of it within herself rather than taking on other people's energy around her however there is one center that is undefined and what this means to be undefined is that she takes on this specific energy from that particular center from the people around her from the environment around her further the areas in which we are undefined often hold some of our greatest opportunities for wisdom because we are able to really tune in to the energy of those around us and become wise to the ways of that energy as we do so it's quite a fascinating concept, and I highly encourage anyone that hasn't already to go look into your human design. Anir had been leaning into the idea for a while about being an empath. She had heard the term from one of her coaches and felt like it might be true for her. However, she was not certain until she learned her human design. The center, the single center that was undefined, that holds her greatest potential for wisdom in her life, was her solar plexus literally the center for emotions. While it took a good year plus to settle into the reality that she was an emotional creature, creature created with a purpose and a calling to become wise about emotions, she knew in that moment, the first moment that she made the connection to this aspect of her astrological design, that there was something big here. It just took her a little while to claim that calling. In fact, she hasn't fully claimed it yet. Maybe in a weird way, that's why she's telling this story right now, to claim this truth just a little bit more. Perhaps her name of a pseudonym is a way of protecting and separating her just a little bit from the magnitude of what she feels in her heart to be true. For to fully claim this would be wildly bold and maybe a little radical in her mind. Perhaps to others outside looking in, it makes sense. Perhaps to the world, people are confused as to why she does not step fully into this call. Or perhaps you, just like me, you get it. Perhaps you understand what insecurity, doubt, fear, and a lifetime of conditioning will do to a person. This is why the wall must be removed, which is exactly why Anir has allowed herself ample amounts of space to do the work necessary to heal her own personal wounds, because after all, it really is in the core wound that lies our greatest potential for strength. So, this is the story of Anir, a girl who was emotionless, stoic, and serious, who was awakening to an emotional realm of possibility, an inner purpose, and calling, 
to help the world make sense of and embrace our emotional selves. The story is just beginning, but I believe it is good to share a story as it unfolds. Perhaps it's messy to do it this way. Perhaps it's confusing. Or perhaps it's perfectly imperfect. Perhaps this is exactly how it's meant to be, to share in my journey as I am on it. Perhaps I do this out of fear. Perhaps I do this out of love. I would like to think that I'm doing this out of love, but if I'm honest, I'm just beginning to understand my emotions. So I really don't know. But here is what I do know. I am Dakota. The story of Anir is the story of me. I was emotionally wounded as a child, and that wound is quickly becoming my greatest strength. As I have strived to learn how I am meant to use this knowledge to help other people, the portals of heaven have opened wide into my mind to help me develop an emotional coaching tool that has already blown me away with its simplicity and effectiveness. I don't know how I was able to create what I have created in such a way that has done what it has done for people. I say that as humbly as possible, because I truly cannot take full credit for its existence. Yes, it has been my personal journey, but it has also been a result of some key friendships, relationships, spiritual moments, people who have opened themselves up to the possibility of my gifts as well. And I believe it is possible simply because I opened myself up to the possibility of it. I opened myself up to the possibility of a universe that only knows love. It is possible because I began looking for the magic in the world every day, everywhere I went. And I saw it. I see it. Every day I see the magic. This journey I have been on, I call it my emotional journey. But truly, do you want to know my secret? (laughs) It's not an emotional journey that I've been on. It's a spiritual one. There are many more things that I could share about this journey I am on, and I feel as if I am abruptly cutting the conversation short. But I trust in the magic of the universe, and I know intimately and deeply how much time I truly do have to let this magic unfold in perfect time. So until next time, I pray that you are able to raise your awareness just a little bit more about your emotional experience and tune into the power of peace, love, joy, and creativity each and every day, even when it hurts, even when it feels like you've been punched in the gut. In fact, it was literally just yesterday that I felt an emotion so intense that it literally felt like I had been punched in the gut. I was physically ill and weak for a few hours afterwards. It hurt so bad. I have never allowed myself to fully feel the effects of an emotion the way that I did yesterday. However, even in that pain, that hurt, that heartache, there was love, peace, and joy. A few months ago, I would have told you you were crazy if you would have told me that's possible. But here we are. Peace, love, and joy are possible to experience simultaneously with the intense, difficult emotions of life. And I cannot wait to share with you more about how this has become possible in my life. You can expect a lot more talk about emotions from here on out. In one way or another, whether it becomes the sole purpose of this podcast or not, I am not sure at this moment, but I do know that it will play a big role. And if you are interested in learning more, send me an email at gotodakota at gmail.com. I will put you on an email list that will be the first to know about all emotional things that come to pass and potentially some free coaching opportunities as I work to develop, strengthen, and fine-tune this model and method. I wish you a magical day. Bye for now.